0: What's going on, folks, and welcome back to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation, the show that is working towards and educating about a true people's liberation movement and hopefully one day, and hopefully one day soon, a true proletarian revolution. Um, For those of you who it's first time stopping by, thank you. I appreciate it a lot. And for those of you who are coming back, I appreciate that a lot as well because it means that something I said was worthwhile or that, you know, my rambling was enjoyable enough that you figured you'd come back and listen to some more. So I really do appreciate that. Um, Today we're going to be talking a little less about uh, theory necessarily, at least uh, in the way that I normally do where I try to explain out uh, some ideas um, we're still gonna do some of that, but today we're gonna talk about kind of an experience which I myself am enduring yet another wave of, and I'm sure many of us throughout this pandemic have had to face ourselves, uh, this is loneliness, depression, anxiety, things of this nature, um, some mental health crises, we could call it more broadly, um, anyone who might be listening in and might be a mandatory reporter, I am safe. Um, but I think just like a lot of people, um, right now, uh, a lot of people over the last few years and many of us for a long, long, long time before the pandemic, we've been dealing with some harsh feelings. Um, You know, I think a lot of what depression and anxiety and these things revolve around, um, needs to be discussed. And I think the environment and the societal conditions which are cultivated and which we live in currently, um, need to be discussed as well because, um... Although I am not mechanical in my thinking and therefore don't think that capitalism in and of itself creates these things, creates things like depression, anxiety, and therefore, um, you know, these things have no uh, physiological basis. They have no um, other basis than in their material. Um, I think that's a little too... Uh, rigid of thinking I think that because of the onset of capitalism um, especially in the day and age of uh, hyper-consumerism I think this of course leads to a much intensified uh, version of these kind of mental health issues um, I think there are a lot of us who do not give credit where credits due for people who are enduring uh, these issues. I think a lot of us, um, I think a lot of us lose our humanity when we make our way to the materialist or Marxist side of the camp. Uh, I feel a lot of times we can abstract things, uh, and I don't even mean abstract. I think that it's actually the opposite. We can focus in on such a specific reason and um, foundation for the problems that people endure today. And we can call it as it is, we can say capitalism is the center, the foundation for a lot of the issues that people are feeling today. But I think a lot of us need to improve upon the way in which we talk to people about these things. Um, Even in this more quote-unquote progressive day and age where things like therapy and medication and all these other things are becoming more and more mainstream, there are a few different patterns that we should not be following. Those of us on the Marxist uh, left, those of us who want to cultivate a solution to these problems, um, there's a few different kind of distinctions that we need to make on how this can be viewed correctly and incorrectly. I think first and foremost, like I was discussing, we can't be so rigid in our thinking. We can't kind of desensitize these issues and make them purely material and take away the actual experience from the situation. Um, I think a lot of us who are communists do a fantastic job of explaining how capitalism is at the root of just about every problem that you can think of. However, I will say, as someone who is incredibly emotional, uh, (laughs) I think that that's not always the right thing to do in the moment, at least. So I wanted to mention this from the top because although I think it's important, I think it's the easiest understood. Um, When a person comes to you in distress, there's a lot of different ways you can approach that. Now, as someone who was emotionally manipulated as a child, my common response to my loved one's struggles and sufferings is an attempt to solve it Um, because in my household uh, it was made clear that it is my job to make sure that everyone around me was happy and that everyone around me had their problems dealt with. Um, There's other ways that folks try to uh, approach people's suffering. The one that annoys the fuck out of me um, is when people just sit there and tell you your feelings are valid. Cool. I know that. I'm feeling them. I appreciate you for acknowledging my feelings because as someone who comes from a household where that is not the case, um, that is very appreciated. However, when someone is telling you that they're like really depressed and why they're really depressed and what they like are going through, looking them in the eyes and just going, I feel you. Your feelings are valid. Although it is difficult to try to figure out what else to say in that moment. I don't think that helps. I think that we've gotten really uh, watered down in our, like, uh, attempts to want to be there for each other, to show, like, solidarity and stuff like that. I think a lot of us are, like, like don't actually care about I, I I don't know. I This could just be the way I feel, but sometimes it really seems like y'all, you know, y'all probably hear it a lot where it just kind of seems like people are just saying that shit just to say it. Just to be like, yeah, I'm listening right now so you don't think I'm a dick. Um, But like, there's ways to be there for someone in a moment where they're going through emotional distress that are actually helpful. And one that I think most of us, like the majority of us would actually benefit from is simply being there, like physically. Physically. You don't need to speak. You don't need to explain. You don't need to do any acts of service. Just be there. Just be there. Like, when I'm sad, if I just had someone to sit there with me while I'm on my phone or, like, reading a book or, like, cooking a meal, like, even that, just having that connection, having that person there would make me personally feel a million times better. So I just would like to say that I think a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of us have suffered negative consequences from growing up in a very individualistic world where even though many of us do truly care about other people, we don't know how to care for people. We need to learn how to caretake for one another we have to learn how to be there for one another to be a shoulder to cry on man like that's it uh, one of the most crucial points to what I've talked about on this show to what we're trying to work towards when we're building socialism communism things like that is community is caring about those outside of you, not for personal gain, not because, you know, you want to be able to tell your therapist that you helped someone or not because you want to post on social media that this is a program you're a part of, but because you actually care about people. Cultivating that communal perspective And existence is very central to what we talk about when we talk about socialism, right? So, this is just the first point I want to make off top. Is just, we gotta care about people. And we gotta actually care about people. We gotta put, for some period of time, our shit aside to help other people. But this brings me into the meat of what I want to talk about today, which is the fact that very few of us can fucking do that, and why. So, I wrote a little blog, which I'm sure no one will read, which is fine, but if you want to check it out, it's on forliberation.wixsite.com forward slash website and it's titled Loneliness Under Capitalism. Um, You can check that out. Uh, Let me know what you think about it. It's just a real short piece, you know, kind of saying like, hey, a lot of us are dealing with these things right now. Here's how it's connected to capitalism. Here's how capitalism makes it worse. And uh, kind of just finishing it off, camping it off with a nice, what are we going to do about it? So that's where the podcast comes in because we're going to expound on those things a little bit more. We're going to talk about what we actually can do to solve those problems. So loneliness, depression, anxiety, addiction, mental health problems under capitalism. Let's talk about it. So we live within a given class society, meaning as we've discussed before on the show, there is two very distinct groups within that society, two very distinct classes. There is what we might call the ruling class and those are the individuals at the top of society. Not only are they the people in positions of power in government, in the military, in the police department, in the courts, in the Congress, the House of Representatives, and the Senate. But they are also, and especially when discussing a capitalist system, and especially when discussing class, we, may, we need to make the distinct point to mention that the ruling class are those who own and control the means of production. So a society such as ours is based on a specific mode of production. Our mode of production is a capitalist one, a mode of production which requires profits. So the individuals who are in charge of the resources, the factories, the equipment, the labor force and the markets which are used to produce distribute and consume commodities those are the ruling class the people who own and control the means of production are the ruling class the second distinct class is the working class this is everyone else so the best way to understand this is If you want to eat, if you need to go to the doctors, if you have to buy a car, if you need to pay rent, can you do that without first working? If you cannot, you are a part of the working class and you do not own capital. You and your labor force, what work you can do, Your labor force is capital and can be owned. The ruling class, just like any other tool or equipment or piece of technology that they can purchase to produce things, also purchases you for 8 to 10 to 12 to 16 hours a day. You are property of your boss. Period. In this system, then, we must recognize clearly that there is a power structure, there is a relationship of inequality which does not allow the working class to be in control of not only its labor force but subsequently its life. Because if everything you require is dependent on your ability to go labor, then you very rarely get to decide whether or not you're going to labor. Because if you don't, as is the truest freedom of capitalism, you are free to either work or die. Period. End of story. This is the reality for the working class. Now, it's important to contextualize this system because when we discuss the need To build community. When we discuss the need to try to fight these feelings of depression, of loneliness, of anxiety, of addiction. How can we do that when we have to be to work tomorrow? How can we stop being addicted to substances... Which help numb our pain... When we do not have the time... To actually fix and resolve our issues... How can we be expected... After working 6 or 7 days a week... For 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day... How can we be expected... After that, and after we have to go run errands, after we have to go cook food, after we have to go sleep, how are we expected to have the time or the energy to try to fight our addictions? We can't. How are we supposed to organize? How are we supposed to build socialism How are we supposed to fix the problems that the capitalist system has created if we have to go to work tomorrow? If I have to work 40 to 45 hours a week, I have to sleep eight hours a day, I have to eat three meals a day, I have to go to the doctors, I have to do my uh, responsibilities, I have to pay my bills, I have to run my errands and cook food, How am I supposed to have time to build relationships with people? To read theory? To understand the theories of socialism? How am I supposed to learn how to actually solve the problems I'm facing when I can't escape those problems for a goddamn second? But people, what are we supposed to do? Are we just going to sit here and say time and time again. Well, fuck. I can't do anything. What am I going to do? How long are we going to let this system perpetuate itself and its suffering into the future? Because here's the deal. And capitalist realism has been getting a lot of conversation, a lot of talk since the whole AOC dress thing, and I'm very, very happy for it. But again, We have to be careful, we have to be very dialectical and kind of whole circle in our perspective when discussing capitalism and mental health. Capitalism intensifies mental health, but we can't just then sit here and say, well, then let's overthrow capitalism and we won't have to deal with this anymore. People are still dealing with anxiety and depression and addiction right now. We have to figure out how to build a system which these people can make it in, And then use that system to change the very system that we have today. Now, that was just a bunch of word vomit. Let's talk about that. So, one of the most crucial things to socialism is the socialization of our society, of our workforce, of our markets, and of our living styles, if we do not have the ability to cultivate relationships with people, if we do not have the ability to grow our community, then we're facing a lot more problems than we really, you know, have the ability to fix. So first and foremost, you have to recognize that in our individualistic system, nobody cares about one another, okay? What are we going to do about that? Well, we got to start building systems. We have to start building institutions and organizations which combat that. Look at your community. Look at your school. Look at your job. What are some issues that you can see in kind of relations? What are some issues you can see in... The way that folks are speaking to each other and relating to one another that you have the ability to combat. Start doing that. I mean, it's very simple and it's not necessarily revolutionary, but holy shit, is it different than what the rest of the world is doing? And it's a step in the right direction. Start with that. But don't just stop there. Cultivate, uh, you know, groups. Start inviting people over. Start... Going to, uh, you know, some kind of meetings that are happening in your local area, you know. Go to, uh, you know, your local community center and talk to people. Fucking go uh, try to ask people that you know that you go to school with if they want to start a club. If they want to start an organization of sorts. And to some of us, this might sound, you know, I don't want to say ridiculous, but it, it it might sound very simplistic. But I'd like to point out something that I don't think a lot of people recognize when we're talking about trying to build socialism in the United States and in the West is really how much individualism has completely fucked with our community. Like, during the Bolshevik Revolution, during from from honestly the 1890s all the way to the October Revolution, there was already pre-existing organizations, co- uh, councils, community, uh, you know, groups, etc., that existed in Russia. Like there was uh, fraternities, there was unions, there was these already existing spaces of community that were able to be capitalized on and used in many different ways to actually build socialism. But today in the United States, in the West, you know, even though we have unions, they're very, very conservative. And oftentimes the unions, as is true of Economism and unionism in general and the theories of, you know, trying to build socialism in that way, they aren't purely anti-capitalist and they're also not very inclusionary. Uh, The history of unions in the United States is a history of sexism and racism and transphobia and Islamophobia uh, and hatred of, of poor working class people by less poor working class people because of the incredible division which our capitalist and individualist society has created. This is why there is so much loneliness and depression and addiction is because there's no real community in the United States. The most community that you find is usually amidst oppressed groups of people. People such as uh, Chicanos, Latinos, such as black folks and uh, uh, um, immigrants and Asian folks because they, a lot of times, have to stick with each other more than white people do because society hasn't decided whether or not they're going to let these people live peacefully. So for protection, whether it be economic, physical, or mental, oppressed groups of people are far more likely to stick together than the rest of us fucking individualistic assholes. But this, again, we have to understand, is both a natural thing, as in, like, you know, we can't just go, You know, if it wasn't for capitalism, everyone would be everybody's best friend and we would all have perfect community and we wouldn't be dealing with these problems. No, there were cultures all throughout history that were isolationist, that either for, uh, you know, intentional purposes or unintentional purposes had no connection to the outside world. There are still communities, uh, indigenous communities like this that exist. Very, very few of them Thanks to colonialism and capitalism. But again, we have to be sure not to be so um, mechanical and just say, well, if we had socialism, people would just be better and they would care about each other more. No, this isn't necessarily true. Look at the uh, Eastern European uh, socialist projects where there was all kinds of racial and ethnic and sexual and gender-based violence where there was all kinds of brutality and oppression still um socialism is the first step if you look in the ussr there was all kinds of these troubles that still existed because as mao and the great cultural revolution the great people's cultural revolution showed is that um, class antagonisms and um, inequality still continue under a socialist system. This is why socialism is a process. Socialism is not a state of being. There's no such thing as a rigid state of being. Socialism is an active and living attempt to combat the inequalities and the class antagonisms that exist because of capitalism. So to connect it back and to kind of wrap it all up in a nice bow, capitalism has intensified the problems which already existed in class society. We cannot blame simply capitalism as the period of time that has only existed for the last four to five hundred years. We cannot simply blame this economic system For the entirety of the issues we are facing today. We can blame it for the intensification. And the commodification of these problems. Because here's another thing. How much has self-help become an entire economy of its own? How much has technology and the advancement of streaming services? How has consumerism cultivated a capitalist realism of sorts where we just say, well, everybody has to deal with depression, anxiety, addiction, and everything. It's just natural. We are all going to have to deal with it. You've always had to deal with it before. You're always going to have to deal with it. So let's just let it be. Let's let it fester and let's feed it some oxygen. No, we have to realize the concrete reality and then work to eradicate it, to solve the problem. So the intensification and commodification that capitalism have has um led to when it comes to mental health issues um we have to really recognize but we have to also recognize that it is class society not capitalism that leads to a division of the people uh and leads to a deterioration of any want for connection to other people because in a class society, it is your individual interests and your individual pursuit of those interests which can give you a better life. You can fuck everyone over in your life and get really rich because of it. Now, you're not as likely to if you don't start out rich, and that's kind of the whole thing. But you can still fuck everybody over and kind of, like, be a rich asshole. But, again, loneliness, just a different version of it, and it'll come one day. Um... But I'm not here to say that money doesn't solve your problems or money doesn't make people happy. That's a bullshit saying and people who say that are bourgeois apologists um, because money does make a lot of people happy and that's why so many people who are poor are told to be or called uh, to be in misery. Um, But yeah, so I want to wrap it up in a nice little bow here and say that Our issue is with class society as a whole. And if we want to be materialist, we can't be mechanically materialist and say, okay, once we eradicate class society, all our problems... Or or once we start working towards the eradication of class society, all our problems will go. Once we start building socialism, loneliness, depression, anxiety, addiction, all these things will pass. No. That's just not true. It's not. Um... We know that because the Eastern European countries continued to suffer through those problems as they were building socialism. We know that because under socialism in uh, uh, the USSR, in Cuba, in Nicaragua, in Bolivia, in Venezuela, in all of these countries, in Burkina Faso, there was still continued gender violence, there was still continued inequality between the races, and there was still continued hatred for different ethnic and national groups it's a process man we have to all come together to start building this right that's the community so what do we do about it well let's talk about that because this is the most important part what we got to do about it is something (laughs) now i was talking about earlier have your study circles have your group discussions you know, build your parties, build your organizations, build your, your little groups. And I say little not to say, oh, oh, it's, it's over there, it's not important, but little because if you think that just talking about socialism is going to make a lot of people flock to you, you haven't really been paying attention to the people like us who are trying to talk about socialism. And you haven't really probably been paying attention to your own experiences when you've been trying to talk about socialism. Uh, people don't like it. Um... A lot of people think socialism and communism are bad things because of the society that we live in that has taught them this. That is the same society that has taught them that we shouldn't care about other people. You know, you shouldn't give money to homeless people because they're going to go out and buy drugs. You shouldn't uh, go volunteer for something because then you're not going to get paid for it. You shouldn't go into a uh, uh, struggling community to try to help them because that's dangerous. Um... We have to fight all that shit, and we have to talk to people. We have to show that we care about people. We have to try to build organizations from two, three, four people. Start a study circle. Start caring about people. Start a community fridge, right? Start a uh, teach-in where you talk to people about domestic violence and sexual assault and gender and uh, uh, sexual-based violence, Start a, a Zoom call once a week where you talk to your local community about COVID, about, uh, you know, safety and, and and vaccines and things like that. Um, you know, start a Facebook group and invite people once a week to go out into their community and hand out groceries. There's so many things that people need right now that we can be doing, but instead, so many of us are being eaten alive by this system and we can't let that continue guys i know it's hard i know one of the hardest things in the world is starting to try to fight your issues but folks it's so much easier together we can do so much more by coming together so start coming together start trusting one another that's another thing we don't trust people start trusting people start showing people that you can be trusted Start showing up for people. Don't just say shit. Do shit. Be there for people. And use these opportunities to build socialism. Not because we're fucking evangelicals who are capitalizing on people's struggles to push our message. But because socialism, the socialization of our traumas, the cultivation of our struggles into a united and and uh, uh, connected Fight to end the very material foundation Which is intensifying our problems That will actually solve our issues So start doing that I'm going to start doing that I'm going to start doing it with y'all Hit me up Reach out to me Fucking email me Hit me up on my fucking social media Talk to me Be my friend I don't give a fuck I don't care who you are I don't care where you live I don't care what you want to talk about Hit me up Start hitting up your friends. Start talking to people more. Start going to meetings. Start talking to local organizations. Start feeding your local homeless community. Start handing out PPE. Start teaching about sexual and gender-based violence to your friends, to your loved ones, to your schoolmates. Start clubs. Start organizations. Even if two, three, four people show up, Build. Build socialism. Build socialism from the ground up because that is true socialism. That is grassroots and scientific socialism, which takes the issues that capitalism has created and uses them as opportunities to build something better. Let's build socialism together, folks. If you're still listening to this, I want to say thank you very much. It really means a lot that people would come and listen to this. Even if there's only 30 or 40 of you, it really does mean a lot. Again, please reach out. I'm using this as an educational and community building tool. I don't give a fuck about my podcast. You shouldn't be listening to this because you think I'm smart. I don't know anything. I'm not an academic. I'm not some studious asshole who has a PhD. I'm a working class person who learns about these things and tries to teach other people about them. But I can't teach other people about them if nobody's talking to me, if I'm talking to myself, if I'm talking to myself in the car and 20 people listen to it, but don't engage with it, don't hit me up, don't send it to their friends, don't use it as a tool to learn more, then it's for naught. And that's not what I want this to be. I want this to be a tool. I want this to be a mechanism for building socialism. So please, please, please use it as such. I love you all. Solidarity to you all. I hope everybody's staying safe and healthy during this time. Um, Please, 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 if you're dealing with any mental or emotional stress, reach out to your loved ones. Seek out uh, resources. Hit me up. Fuck, man. Don't be in this alone. Don't struggle alone. Don't let them convince you you have to isolate and deal with this alone. Let's build socialism, y'all. Let's build community. And let's recognize that truly it will only be the working people who can free and emancipate the working people. Stay revolutionary, folks. We'll see you next time.